once again to another episode of Zingness. Yeah, well, we've got, as always, news to talk about. Trailers, announcements, I guess some theories, possibly. Hmm. But let's start with, as we always do, the thing I missed last week. Well, I didn't miss it because our podcast was out before it came out, but the Spider-Man Homecoming trailer. Yes. That showed a little bit more, and I kind of called something in it. Um, it did show in one of the images that he did not have the suit on anymore, the suit that Stark gave him. And everyone's like, oh, that must have been before he got the Civil War, the suit before he got involved in the Civil War. And I'm like, maybe it's after and him and Stark have a falling out. And that trailer seems to set up the storyline pretty pretty well. Yeah. Another thing that I did notice is the armor that Tony's wearing looks kind of similar to the Ultimate Universe armor in in the coloration of it, not in the cuz the um Ultimate one's a little bit more bulky. Yeah. So that was really cool and if that was a nod to it also had the little spider tracer thing that detached off. So I We need I, we need to get a, a ding or a chime for whenever you call it. <laughs> I'm I'm not trying to gloat that much, but no, you're pretty pretty good at doing that kind of thing, though. So, I mean, I, I, I'm excited for Spider-Man, and, and I I'm, I'm definitely can't wait for it. it. It looks really good. I think they're going to have a good story with it. I think there's going to be some stuff they're not going to show in the trailers, hopefully. So, fingers crossed on that. Um, I guess sticking with Marvel, that was the positive now for the negative. Um, the Venom, we, we discussed that a th- week, week or two ago now. Recently. Recently. <laughs> well, apparently it is being done by Sony, mm-hmm. and they want to make it an R-rated movie that's a horror movie of mm-hmm. sorts as well. Right. Which my guess would be they're probably going with the Eddie Brock version of Venom. Would be my guess, but it will not have Spider-Man involved in it. So, well, they probably just were afraid that if Spider-Man was in it, it would just be a Spider-Man movie. Well, with Venom. the other thing is, I don't... I. Th- the, the contract with Spider-Man's super weird, mm-hmm. so I don't know if... I mean, Sony as a company still retains the rights to Spider-Man. They're just letting Marvel borrow it as they can also help produce the movies, but I don't... I mean, they, they have to recast somebody as Spider-Man for the Sony ones, I think. Right. Because they can't use the same one that... Because they, they've said it's not taking place in the same universe, but they're trying to set up a villain-centric... Mm-hmm. Universe, which I think is kind of odd, personally. I mean, I don't know. What, what do you think on that? A whole villain-centric universe with Venom as an anti-hero? Well, it seems like with with the whole um, Suicide Squad and, 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 and all that, it seems like that some of these comic book series type things are trying to do more of the... Because it's always the good guys, so maybe they're yeah. just trying to branch out and, you know paint the villains in a different light as well well venom's always been kind of it depends on the mo it right. depends on the thing unless it involves spider-man then yes yes he is villain <laughs> right for that but I, I don't know i mean i'd like to see where this goes of sorts but i don't i'm not saying the bar extremely high sony has not been of late super impressive in my opinion with the spider-man franchise when marvel is when when marvel studios is not involved so right I guess we'll see what happens with that. Um, going on to another possible announcement, Josh Whedon apparently to direct the Batgirl movie, possibly. 
I would be on board. Now, see, I was wondering what your opinion was on this, because of course you're probably going to be like, yes, I think that's a great idea. <laughs> but I'm just going to say this, and this is nothing against him. Mm-hmm. DC, can you get one movie right first before you keep planning out all this stuff? Like one movie <laughs> that gets critically, like, I- I'm not talking about perfect across the board, just one that there's not this divide through. Right. I mean, I'm sure me and you can discuss, we can get, you know, Rob on or other people on to discuss what the DC Universe has done so far, and it's a mixed bag at the moment. Mm -hmm. Now, Wonder Woman and Justice League could easily change that, right? but who knows? And the other thing that's a little positive in this is what does Josh Whedon do really, really, really well? Right. Female characters. Yes. So, I'm very, I'm, I'm hoping that this was a good... This will be a good thing for DC if if stuff if other stuff doesn't come together. But I don't think putting all your your eggs in the Batgirl basket is the best decision because <laughs> I, I don't I don't I don't see her as the linchpin of this universe to be like oh well, the Batgirl movie did really well so let's let's um, make the entire universe around that. Well, I mean, I, mean I, I wanted to do good, but it's like I don't think it's the. Nobody thought Guardians of the Galaxy was going to be that great either. True, true. I mean, I know that's a team versus a single character, but... That also isn't like an entire... Well, I don't know. Infinity Gauntlet or the Infinity stuff is supposed to revolve around them a lot, so... I don't know. I mean, I want to see how it does. I just don't think that... I think there has to be another turning point prior to the Batgirl movie that that would be something to continue on the right path for them. I, I, I want DC to do good. I, I really do with their movies. I mean, I'm not saying they haven't done well. It's just they haven't done, I think... I, I don't think they've knocked one out of the bar- park. They've got people on base. They just need to really hit one out of the park. They're good with TV shows right now. Yes, yes. I will definitely agree with yeah, that. So. so, I guess sticking, since you did mention Guardians of the Galaxy, we have an <laughs> official date for the guardians of the galaxy telltale game yay! which is a lot sooner than i thought and i'm kind of excited about it being out this month well let's see well, telltale, kind of out this month telltale's famous for doing that though to where like, you don't see a thing on it and all of a sudden yeah, it's out yeah within like a few months of them announcing it it's out so i mean i'm excited for it i think it looks really good mm-hmm. it seems to be a hybrid of the comic and the movie they've kind of taken from both which the comic series recently has kind of shifted some of the characters to look more like their movie counterparts and vice versa mm-hmm. so i think that that's well yeah and we were watching uh when we were watching the one trailer for it um i had mentioned that gamora looks i was like she looks kind of different and you're like that's how she's being drawn right now so yeah yeah so i i didn't realize that so i'm excited for that i'm definitely yeah. gonna make sure that i i'm playing that very shortly, so <laughs> yay. Um, sticking with another video game announcement, Destiny 2. Yes, they I'm had, sure you're excited. I, I, I am, and I kind of like what they're doing with it. The they, they had the pre-release trailer where it was Nathan Fillion's character talking in a bar about, you know, oh, we got attacked, you know. I did uh, like the trailer. And then they had the actual trailer where it was the, the Vanguard. Mm-hmm. Disc, like, he was saying, you know, oh, you know you know, all motivating, and then cut to Nathan Fillion's character being all crazy, and, like, they, they took my stuff. My stuff. And the most important thing is you get back my stuff. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was cool, and that kind of, I guess, is explaining 
why you don't have any of your equipment. They're, they're not making it to where, like, your character continues, but the reason you don't have your equipment isn't some, like, oh, well, we have to retrain it. It's, no, all of it's gone. It got destroyed. So. So do you know if anything other than your, like, is it just your character as far as the aesthetics of it? Or is I it... don't think they've announced anything else as of yet. That's what I'm curious. Because we, we discussed this before, whether they have some, like, little thing to let people know what you've done in the previous game but they're doing a huge overhaul i know right now in the game where you can play through older stuff so who knows what 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 may come of that i'd definitely be interested yeah definitely but on on speaking of nathan fillion wow i'm really transitioning these i don't know i'm gonna do the last one though um kind of a big april fool surprise last night uh, for anyone who's fans of the TV series Rick and Morty, uh, they've been really keeping a lid on when the third season's coming out, and there was an April Fool's joke that it was streaming last night, and then it actually turned out they were streaming it. <laughs> reason I'm saying that is because Nathan Fillion was a character in that, that, and that was a great return to force. I thought they did a great job with it. I just am really excited to see where they go from here and um, to McDonald's bring back the Szechuan dipping sauce. Oh, jeez. So that, <laughs> that, that, that was very clear that they want the Szechuan dipping sauce back that they use for the Mulan movie. So bring it back, McDonald's. And, um, I mean, there's, there's been several trailers come out recently, but there's been one. There, there was one recently that I mix. I mean, yes, the Spider-Man one I was excited about, but... I'm really kind of digging Valerian it in the amazing. City of a Thousand City of a Thousand Planets. I I think that I don't think it's going to be. I feel it's going to be Fifth Element. I feel it's going to be a redo of Fifth Element in the sense of it's going to be a very big cult classic. It's going to be something that a lot of people are going to like. It's not going to be big when it comes out. It's going to be big over time. Yeah, I can see that. I, I, I mean, I want it to do well because it looks amazing, but who knows? We'll see what happens with it. I just enjoyed seeing a little bit more of the trailer mm-hmm. and getting a little bit more of, I guess, the plot explained. Yeah, but, very artistic looking. Yes. Visually, it's probably going to be amazing, but this year has a lot of those. I'm sure the Thor movie, from what we've seen of it, is going to be a big visual yeah. one. Guardians of the Galaxy, of course, could have that. So who knows? I guess we'll, we'll see what happens. Lots of that. fun to look forward to. With that, so um, our topic today is kind of a fun one, and Nathan Fillion, I'm sure, will come up again <laughs> in this one. Hmm. But our topic today is, I, I guess, kind of, I, I kind of picked this as an interesting April Fool's, you know, joke thing, but we are going to be discussing the Tommy Westfall hypothesis slash theory. Slash Easter eggs. And allow me, if you do not know what the Tommy Westfall universe theory hypothesis is, I'm going to try to explain it the best I can, make this very clear, and then we're going to explain what we decide to do with it. Right. So what the Tommy Westfall theory is, is it's based on a minor character from a TV series called St. Elsewhere that aired in the mid to late 80s. Now, Westfall was an autistic child of one of the doctors at the it, I believe ran for six seasons and at the end of the sixth season it was revealed that the entire you know hospital everything that happened in that hospital up until the last five minutes all took place inside of his head 
None of it was real. It was all something that he kind of imagined. And that's where this whole theory and hypothesis kind of branched from. And this was actually all proposed by, and this is a very interesting twist, a comic book writer. So there's kind of another link to this. It was proposed by a comic book writer, Dwayne McDuffie. Mm -hmm. And if that name sounds familiar to you, well, then you might have been a fan of the Justice League and Justice League Unlimited TV series, as well as Static Shock. Nice. So he kind of <laughs> proposed this as a, he, he was kind of, I guess, I'm, not, I'm not trying to quote him exactly, but basically to sum it up, comics have so many crossovers and everyone's so interested in continuity and every little bit and piece of comic book lore and everything like that. He kind of mentioned, well, what if TV was the same way and proposed this Tommy Westfall theory or hypothesis? Basically saying that this show is a linchpin for all of TV, over 400 plus shows continue to be added to to this day, that all those shows are actually interconnected. Because, even though this all took place in his head, there were characters from other TV series that had guest spots or that cameoed on this show, which then put forth the idea of, well, did he also create those shows in his mind too? It's a fun theory, and what yeah. we're going to do with it is this. We're kind of thinking of this as more of Easter eggs. That these are not, like, we're, I understand the theory, but we've kind of taken it to our own way. And I guess zing this, zing this, this topic, and decide to kind of go at it more of, we're pointing out the Easter egg connections, and, you know, some of the fun connections that are there. We're not saying that these are hard connections, that these shows exist in the same universe. Correct. Yes, because I wanted to make sure that, at least from my standpoint, um, I think it's extremely fun to go over all the stuff. But but we're not saying that. I do not believe that a lot of these shows are in the same universe because it would not make sense. Because it's more of a fun, you know, homage to other shows to Correct. have stuff in there. Which is fun. But like and, I said, if you want to do the theory, it's it's still fun for you to do the theory. And where are Easter eggs also in? Comics. And? Comics movies video games video games as well so yeah so that's it's right up our alley we love easter eggs so before we get started on this discussion we're also going to point out we're not doing all of them oh there no. are there are tons <laughs> of them and we'd love to hear some of we'll your favorite a whole month of them we'd we'd love to hear some of your favorite tommy westfall hypothesis crossovers or things that you know of and definitely look it up it's a fun topic to discuss or, you know, to tell somebody because you can basically bring up any show and there's some weird connection from it to another show. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we could probably come back and revisit this again. I I, I don't doubt that there's there's enough here for, you know, possibly a follow-up to this. So with this, we are not going to do many, I guess, cartoons. You, right. you 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 kind of put that forward after I had already kind of gotten a few. Oh, no, I was just saying that um, a lot of the the theorists, a lot yeah. of the people that follow this theory, don't like to include cartoons and in movies just because they think that it's too easy. Um, well, but but I I definitely I don't mind talking about stuff from cartoons. I'm just saying. Well, if you follow us on Instagram, the picture I used was the. <laughs> X-Files when they were on The Simpsons. Right. Mulder and Scully were both on The Simpsons. Now, that will come into play later because X-Files is one that has a lot of connections to it, but I just like that episode because it was basically they used their characters and Simpsonized them. 
And if we continued on The Simpsons, I'm not joking. The Simpsons has run for We could probably do a whole episode on The Simpsons. We could probably do a whole entire month on The Simpsons just on what they've, all the stuff they've had. But I just wanted to mention that one. I know there's plenty others. I'm going to move on to Futurama for a split second, though, because Futurama has had several homages to other um, TV shows, but they have had direct stuff with The Simpsons. I'm excluding a crossover. But there was a time where they were on the moon and there was a giant pile of Bart Simpson dolls. So that was a kind of reference to that the Simpsons are a show within the Futurama universe. Mm-hmm. But interestingly enough, the three-eyed fish from the Simpsons has also made a cameo appearance. And the fish's name is Blinky. <laughs> and that was in episode one. So that's kind of a... there. There's, there's two fun Easter eggs. And there's several more. I just wanted to mention those two real quick. And I guess we're kind of done with the cartoons for, for now. I'm sure they'll come back up. But there's a big one I want to get to, but we're going to wait on that for a little bit. So I'll just go ahead and start with one. Um, uh, most of mine are just going to be shows that I do enjoy, um, somewhat related into the geeky realm, whether it be sci-fi or whatever the case may be. Um, but the, the first one I wanted to mention, which I thought was kind of cool, you know, the show lost. Yes. Um, I found a couple, I'm sure there's many, many, many more. Well, I actually have one off the top of my head, but I'm going to let you go because I don't want to steal one of yours. Cool. Okay. Well, there is two that I have that is involved with Charlie, one of the characters All in right. the show. And one was, he mentions an ex, his ex-girlfriend's father. Mm-hmm. Used to work for a paper factory in Slaw, England. S L O U G H. Okay. Slow Slaw, um, and the workplace scene in the UK version of The Office. So the same paper factory that his ex-girlfriend's father worked at is one that was shown in the UK version of the office which meant it would be connected to the american version of the office because one of the characters from that show is referenced and seen in the american version so i guess there's a link there um and then the other one that i had from lost was a same character he was in a band called dry shaft drive shaft in the show okay and apparently one of their songs that they played like the band played um shows up in an episode of Alias. I don't Interesting. Know if you remember Alias. Vaguely. Or not. Okay. Um, but I thought that I thought that was very random and very cool too. So the one I know of is of course the the plane that they or the flight they were on was an ocean oceanic flight yes. something something. Right. The company of Oceanic has shown up in other shows. I don't know off the top of my head. I just know that that is one that several people have pointed out is a link. Okay. To other stuff. So, I'm just going to do this one now. I'm sure that you've watched Breaking Bad. Yes. And I'm sure that you've watched Walking Dead. Oh, yes. <laughs> now, those two shows are actually connected through an okay. Easter egg. There is a part in Walking Dead where I believe it's Daryl is going through like a bag of medicine. And there's a very unique substance in the bag. A blue substance of sort that is a oh let's just say something that a certain walter white makes oh in breaking bad okay and it's an obvious reference to that show and i think there's actually a mention that 
Daryl does of a of he describes a character that he ran into or somebody that he ran into, mm-hmm. and he's describing Walter White. Okay. So there's there there's some interesting which that would also link it then to Better Call Saul since that's the prequel yes. to that, and there's also a prequel to The Walking Dead: Fear of the Walking Dead. So all those could technically Easter egg crossover, right. same universe or whatever you want to do with that yes not that we're saying that the walking dead and breaking bad are technically in the same universe well there is a theory that walter white could be the one that created the but but we're not we're not getting into theories like that today (laughs) that's kind of cool though (laughs) the pre prequel to walking dead there you go pre prequel (laughs) yes um one that i really wanted to mention was uh one from community oh interesting um we love Community. Yes, great if, show. If you have not seen it. Very meta at times. It's fantastic. Great cast. Now, did this come from the darkest timeline? <laughs> um, no, actually. Okay. Yeah. Um, this is just a simple one. This is definitely just an Easter eggy kind of, but a couple of the characters, several of the characters in the show, namingly one of them, Dean Pelton, which okay. is near, near to my heart. Love that character. He's seen with a bag of chips, and the brand is Let's Potato Chips. Let's? Let's, like L-E-T apostrophe S. Okay. And that brand is actually also seen in Arrested Development. Interesting. Yes, yes. Interesting. All right, so since we're on brand Easter eggs, I was going to save this for a little bit later because this gets convoluted, but... (laughs) All right, so since you brought up the potato chips, I'm going to bring up Morlay cigarettes. Okay, yes. Where are you going with this one? Now, interesting thing, these look like Marlboros. We are not condoning or promoting smoking with this, (laughs) but they look like Marlboros if you see them. But here's the thing. A lot of shows and stuff will use knockoffs of very recognizable brands, like the Lutz Potato Chips is obviously very similar to Lay's, and the bag probably looks very similar, Mm -hmm. same way that these look similar to this. Well, fun fact, these cigarettes have appeared in The X-Files, Psycho, the original movie by um, Alfred Hitchcock, mm-hmm. uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Breaking Bad, Friends, Heroes, Twilight Zone, and Seinfeld, as well as many, 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 many others. So they're kind of, I brought back up the X-Files, which I don't know if you, if you want me to get into this fun one, because this one is, I've, is, I'm sure, a huge one that will go some places. All right, going back to, of course, the show um, St. Elsewhere, there was a crossover episode with that and Homicide Life on the Streets, or characters from Homicide Life on the Streets kind of appeared in each other's shows. Okay. One of the characters from Homicide Life on the Streets was a character known as John Munch. Now, if you look up that character, I'm sure you've seen him in something because mm-hmm. that character has been in a lot of shows, including basically Law and Order has appeared in 10 different shows involving Law and Order. Over 20 years, he's appeared in different shows, including he's been on 30 Rock, he's been in The X-Files, he's been on The Wire, he's been in Arrested Development. So that's kind of linking a ton of shows just right there. Yeah. Yeah, and just his character appearing on that. Um, he might have appeared actually in The Simpsons as well as mm-hmm. his character. But there's, Who of course, hasn't? a link. He was <laughs> also name-checked in the show Luther as oh, well from the BBC. Show. Yes, he yeah. was name-checked. He was not in it, but they mentioned his name. So there's a very interesting one that links a ton of them. 
like, like I said, 30 Rock, Arrested Development yeah, are two crazy. shows that I like. And I remember the scenes he's in. It's just kind of a joke thing. But once again, right. he was that character in those scenes. So, interesting. Now, I'll get into another one that I really enjoy. And that you're probably going to enjoy. Now, we all... This is the second time we're mentioning Josh Wheaton. And warning <laughs> you, there might be another mention of Nathan Fillion coming up fast. So... Josh Whedon, of course, as we all know, wrote Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes. There was also a spinoff of Buffy, Buffy the Vampire Slayer called Angel. Angel. Yes. Well, the law firm of Wolf, Wolfram and Hart had a very interesting client, Waylon Utonic. Yes. Now, bet you're sitting there thinking, why does that sound familiar? Well, fun fact, Josh Whedon wrote Alien Resurrection, yep. which... The company in the Alien movies is Waylon Utonic, so there's an Easter egg there that that mo- that that movie technically that company existed for the Angel, Angel and Buffy verse. I have another Waylon Utonic when you're done. I well, are you sure I'm not about to you mention it? You could be. Go ahead. I, I could be about to mention <laughs> it. Well, interestingly enough, in an episode of Firefly. Which Uh-oh. features Nathan Fillion. Uh-oh. He uses a weapon that actually yes. has the Whalen Utonics logo on it. In the Battle of it. Serenity. Yes, he yes. uses a weapon that has that logo on it. Yes. Now, another interesting one is that same logo shows up apparently in a, pa- in a piece of space debris or in a junkyard on the show Red Dwarf. Okay. You know yep. what else is seen in that same scene? A blue police box. Yay! Which would be, of course... <laughs> the Tarvis. From Doctor Who. The blue police box, yes. Which, of course, would then link it to Torchwood and to that. Uh, it, well, I mean, and Torchwood is a spinoff of, of Doctor, Doctor Who. Who. So anyway, then there, yeah, so, so... Yeah. There's that. So that's an interesting one there. Um, and, I, and I have one for Firefly. Um, the Firefly class ship... Yes. ...can be seen in the first episode of Battlestar Galactica. Interesting. I saw that. I saw that on a thing, but I did not know how it linked. So yeah. there, you just explained yeah. how that. Because there's there's like a thing where you can get where it's like this map where it just shows. Yes. Link. It doesn't tell you what the links are. It just shows all the connections. It's very cool. And yeah. that was one of them. And I didn't know what it was. And I figured you'd cover some Firefly stuff. So mm-hmm. I didn't want to get too deep into it. Yeah. Well, another one is apparently the company Yo-Yo Dine. This company pops up a lot in sci-fi shows, uh, such as Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Did you say Yo-Yo Dine? Yes. Okay. It pops up as another client of Wolfram and Hart. Okay. And they apparently make starship parts for the Federation from Star Trek. Nice. which Which would technically include all the Star Trek TV shows. And since the movies are linked, all the movies... I can go back and do a Star Trek to Sherlock. Really? Really? Let me finish with one other thing, though. Technically, since the Alien franchise is involved, that also links it to Predator and Prometheus. So there's there's some other little Easter eggs. And, of course, those have Easter eggs in themselves referencing their own movies. Right. So you said that you had one for... Well, um, so I... I didn't write the quote down, okay. but um, there apparently is a um, a phrase like a you know a common thing that they say in Star Trek okay. that Sherlock says in some of the the new Sherlock um, the 
BBC. The BBC show? Yeah, the BBC Sherlock. One with Benedict, Sher- Benedict Sherlock. I can't Benedict talk Benedict Cumberbatch. Yes, exactly. Interesting. Um, and also, they in one of the episodes, The Hounds of Baskerville, the TARDIS can be seen on top of one of the hollows. Interesting. <laughs> that was really cool that they... They did. I mean, I know it's another BBC show, so it's yeah. not like a complete stretch. Well, like I said, these are all Easter eggs and just yes. stuff to link stuff. So it's just kind of a fun way for fa- for fans to to kind of get like little oh hey moments. Yeah. So that and, one's. And then I, I'd like to take another one. Go for so it. You got to do a couple in a row. I, I did. So there's a show that um is really cool called Fringe. Yes. Um, I haven't watched all the way through it. I definitely have watched a lot of episodes. But they have an interesting link to Twin Peaks. Oh. Yes. So there was a, there's an episode um, called The Firefly, <laughs> which uh-huh. I thought that was kind of funny. But the scientist, Walter Bishop, mm-hmm. um, and if you've watched the show, you know who that character is. He puts on glasses that has one red lens and one blue lens. And they allow him to see people's auras. Interesting. These glasses were made by his friend, Dr. Jacoby. And Dr. Jacoby's character is in the twin is in Twin Peaks and they frequently and he would frequently wear these same style glasses. So I thought that was kind of cool that the the um friend of the scientist that wears them, you know, mentions that, you know, his scientist friend made these glasses, and they're from the same, sh- you know, from the Twin Peaks show. So I thought that was kind of cool. I know Twin Peaks has a ton of connections and references that yes. it's done that other shows have done to it. Right. I don't know of any off the top of my head right now, but that's definitely one. If you want to look it up, there's probably some interesting connections there. Another one that's interesting. And this is a very direct one. Is the Power Rangers at one point had a crossover. With the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Live action, of course. So that was so. there's one there. And I don't know if I brought this up in our weird stuff in comics. But there is an interesting connection between the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Daredevil. Okay. Even though they're technically not owned by the same company. Do you know how the tur- Turtles got their power? Like the chemical... The chemical got knocked off a truck. Right. The same truck that was swerving to avoid a boy trying to save an older gentleman on the street. And it hit the boy in the head. And some of the chemicals got on him and gave him the ability to see. Right. Without sight. So that's... It wasn't wasn't said directly, but it was homage to it. Right. Another homage is um, Splinter is the leader of the Turtles and trains them. One of the people who trains Daredevil is Stick. Oh, Splinter, yeah. Splinter, Stick. Okay. Who's the main villain <laughs> of the Turtles? The Foot, who's the main villain of Daredevil? The Hand. So there's there's a lot of little references there. And I know that that's more of a comic one, but I just wanted to no, include I like it. Because that, one, that yeah. one's fun. I might have already mentioned that in our weird stuff in comics. Because that is a weird I don't know con- if we went into that depth. If there. we did, it probably wasn't that detailed. But another one, I guess you could point out, even though it's blatantly obvious now, is in Man of Steel, there was the there was a poster in one of the buildings that was getting knocked down there inside of it that said, what would Batman do? Okay. 
there is also one of the, the satellite that they knock out of the sky says Wayne Tech on it, and one of the tanker trucks they kick says LexCorp. Now, that's kind of more of an Easter egg within its own universe, but, right. but I thought that was a fun one there. Yeah, and, and we're not mentioning um, all of the DC co- crossovers. And the Marvel the, ones, oh, too. Uh, well, especially like the TV shows, yes. to, uh, like with Arrow and... DC Legends of Tomorrow and Supergirl and all them. Yes. Um, just because those are kind of obvious that they're in the same universe. Yeah. And and since we're talking more about Easter eggy type stuff and not necessarily characters and other shows, that's kind of why we're not mentioning any of those, you know, any of those shows. But I have two more. I'm not sure how many more you have. All right. Um, I'm just going to mention one really quick. This might not be um, as big of a... Might, not many people may know this one, but I just wanted to mention it because of the Easter egg in it. I think is really cool for Doctor Who fans. All right. Uh, so, David Tennant, my favorite Doctor. I'm just going to say that so that everybody knows. All right. <laughs> um, he was in a show called Grace Point. Um, I think they're both on Netflix, I think. But um, it's um, a remake of the UK, same version of the show called Broadchurch. Hmm. David Tennant was actually in both versions, the American and the and the British version. Um, but he plays a character called Detective Carver, and he's a lead detective for a murder of a young boy. That's the main premise of the show. But what's really neat is during the series, when he's writing down notes from his work phone, he's writing down messages of people mm-hmm. that have called pertaining to it, the names are Martha, Donna, and Rose. If you're a Doctor Who fan, all three of those names clearly mean something. They're his companions. Yes. yes. Or so I companions thought, he's had. Yes, yeah, so I thought that was really cool because like you, when you look at the, you can see on the table, there's the like phone messages and it'll say like Rose T for Rose Tyler. You know, so it has the, the three. So I thought that was really, really cool. So has anyone heard of the character of Hector Ramirez? No? Well, if you watched Transformers, G.I. Joe, Jim, or the, or the Inhumanoids as a kid, he was actually a reporter that appeared in all of those shows. <laughs> That's really And it cool. is referenced as the same character, technically. Now, of course, G.I. Joe and Transformers did have a crossover, right. I believe. I, was, I don't remember if it was just in the comics or not, but... But so Jim, that's, that's kind of funny. So yeah, so he appeared in all those technically Easter egg and linking all those shows together. So I couldn't end this episode without mentioning Supernatural. I, I figured you'd bring that up, and the one I'm the stuff I'm going to bring up last is it's 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 geek culture to an extent, but I'm going <laughs> to kind of reveal maybe some shows that well I, I watched them whatever it was okay. the '90s. Okay, well. um... Supernatural is kind of fun anyway because you know they have they have somebody that writes like books that's based, based off on of them. them. Yes. Yes. And then um, they also you know go to like comic book conventions and there's people cosplaying as Sam and Dean. So they they have a few one off episodes I've noticed from yes. you watching it and you talking about it. They're kind of like they're. They're part of the continuity, but they're kind of out there. Yeah. If that it, makes any sense. It's cool, though. I love yeah. it. Um, but I have a couple. Um, there's there's more, but I'm just, just going to mention a couple really quick. I have one that connects it to Doctor Who. Um, 
So in one of the episodes, there's a character called Ronald Resnick. He has a copy of, in the show, there's um, 14 times, and it actually features on the cover Cybermen, which... Doctor Who. Is Doctor Who reference. And then um, there's also another episode um, where there's a company called Lariat Rent-A-Car. It appears in the episode. And you may not know this, but the company Lariat Rent-A-Car also appears on the X-Files, Breaking Bad, and Veronica Mars. Interesting. Yeah, so that's kind of how you can connect Supernatural with maybe a few shows you wouldn't think Think you could connect them to. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right, well, my last one will deal with one of my favorite live-action shows of all time. Seinfeld. Oh, of course. The show about (laughs) nothing that apparently has connections to stuff you might not expect. (laughs) Well, of course, the show is connected to curb your enthusiasm because it is referenced that larry david who was the co-creator of seinfeld in the show i mean in his show in his show curb your enthusiasm it is referenced that he did create the show and the show kind of exists within that show as well well another interesting thing is in one of the episodes kramer actually goes to hollywood and is on the show murphy brown Oh, okay. So he gets a part on Murphy (laughs) Brown, and they watch him on the show, Murphy Brown, within the show. He has also been on Regis and Kelly within the show. The coffee um, table book. Yes, for his coffee table book that turns into a coffee table. Correct. Well, here's some interesting ones that you might not be aware of. And like I said, there is the reference to the cigarettes I already mentioned that George smokes in one episode. Well, have you ever heard of the show Mad About You? Yes. He is actually in that, and it is shown that he is subletting his apartment to one of the characters. Okay. So that's an interesting one, but I'm not done with Mad About You yet. Okay. Not not a show I really watched, but there's an interesting link. So in Mad About You, there was, of course, a character played by Lisa Kudrow, who you might know from the Friends. Friends. She played Phoebe Buffay. Correct. Well, you know that she has a twin sister in the show, correct? Ursula, who there's a reference to Buffy in that as well through the um, adult films that her sister makes. And she uses Phoebe's name as her um, adult film star name. But any, anyways, anyways, <laughs> that's, that's not the reference I'm making at. She played the character of Ursula in the show Mad About You. So there is an interesting crossover there which then technically links it to seinfeld okay yeah so that's an interesting little link there and of course friends technically has some other links to other shows mad about you has some other links seinfeld has some other links so there's a lot of really fun ones there 30 rock which i have mentioned earlier has a few links to other stuff i know that the West Wing creators in there at one point and they do the whole walker there's a ton of references to other shows um, actually, one of my favorite Easter eggs in 30 Rock is there's a point where one of the characters who is played by Tracy Morgan and character's name in the show is Tracy Jordan mm-hmm. is sitting there and you can hear him in the background. And one of the characters is like, he's just saying crazy stuff. And then you hear Tracy Morgan's character, Tracy Jordan, yell, this, this, this is a show within a show. My real name's Tracy Morgan. <laughs> which I thought was a nice, fun reference to that. 
Also, apparently the end of the show is a direct reference to St. Elsewhere with wow. involving the snow globe again. So kind of an interesting complete 360 we did there yeah. where we brought it almost completely back around. Well, what are some of your favorite Tommy Westfall links? And I mean, we, we obviously did not do even scratching the surface oh, no. on all There's the links. There's so many. There are so many, and we, we'd love to hear what some of your favorite links are, or if you've ever heard of this theory before. Trust me, if you have not, look it up. It's a lot of fun, and we'll give you new light into shows that you probably have watched before and never knew that there was a quote-unquote link or Easter egg to another show in it. So this was definitely a lot of fun. So with that, we do have a five-star review to read. As always, if you give us a five-star review, we will read it on the podcast and, of course, give you a great thanks. We really appreciate five-star reviews on iTunes. So, we have a review that said, Zing This is Killing It. Is title is the title. Yes. Um, and it's by Jim Halpert. Which, if that's your real name, cool. But, I mean, you might be making a reference to the TV show The Office, which we did mention <laughs> earlier. We did. Connection. <laughs> um... They put, love this podcast. It's so cool hearing fans talk about the things that they're actually passionate about. 10 out of 10, give this a listen. So I am so excited and I cannot thank you enough. Yes, thank you. And if you'd like your five-star review read, give us one on iTunes. We greatly appreciate it. Yes. Um, so with that, I guess we're going to wrap things up for today. Okay. So what are some of the best ways to listen to us? We've, of course, mentioned iTunes, but what are some of the other ways you can you can listen to our podcast? Uh, well, of course... Or tell your friends oh. to listen to us on, too. <laughs> um, SoundCloud. Yes. You can also find us on Stitcher and Tuned In and yes. Google Play, of course. Yes. And you can get a hold of us on Twitter at ZingThis. Zing yeah. You can also find us on Instagram at Zingness Podcast. You can join our pay, our fan page or our, our little page on Facebook and just search Zingness. And you can also watch us play some video games every now and then on twitch.tv slash Zingness. And if you want to contribute to the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash Zingness. And here is a sample of the Zingy Awards, which we did as a just fun little thing. Me and Rob <laughs> had a discussion, which turned into the awards for last year. So here's a quick sample of that. And they will be biting for the coveted Zingy. If we may take a moment, we're going to describe Set of Ward. The Zingy, the coveted, most coveted award in all the Nine Realms. The Zingy is the highest honor th that the Zingness podcast can award. The award is forged in the fires of Mount Doom using the hammer Mjolnir. The base is made of the finest vibranium. The nameplate is cast with mithril. The statue is made with the help of our metal expert Magneto manipulating adamantium to make it the most gorgeous Adonis you've ever beheld. Finally, the Z on top is made of the very rare kryptonite, which was cut into the shape using Luke Skywalker's lightsaber. It is also said to hold the souls of many fallen warriors for some reason. This 
is what people will be competing for tonight. The illustrious Zingy. So that's some of the fun stuff <laughs> that we do on that. We're we're trying to get some some Patreon stuff out every month. So there's some extra stuff there. So definitely check that out. And finally, you can email us directly. Zingthis at gmail.com. You can't say everything. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> and as always, DJ Golden Boy 89, play us out.